0: Alright everyone, welcome to another exciting episode. I say that every single week, it's okay. Welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. My name is Colton Cockrell. I am a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor with Sharon McKinley Group. And like always, I say this all the time too. To my left, the wonderful Trisha Stetzel. Just one adjective this week. That's it? Just one adjective.
1: Oh man, I'm hurt. I was waiting for all the accolades. She was like, give it, come I was. on, come on. That's why you only did it once. Alright, that's fine. <laughs> Good afternoon, I think it is. It is the My afternoon. My name is Trisha Stetzel. I'm the owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions. And we are here to connect business perspectives. By
0: bridging right. the gap. Yes, bridging so. the
1: gap. Did you miss that? I did. Oh, that's <laughs> too bad. It's because you were too busy trying to figure out how you're going to short me on accolades. Okay,
0: let's just, what's the purpose?
1: <laughs> Man. All right. So, just so you know, Colton, in case you haven't heard this, and our guest... Together, we interview local business professionals and industry experts. Our goal is to bridge the generational gender and life experience gap in business through our own unique styles of gathering information from our special guests.
0: Yes, and before we introduce our lovely guest, Mm -hmm. um, why don't we go ahead and thank our sponsors?
1: I would love to do that. So, can I do that? Of course. I love to reverse rules here. Can I be young? You can be old.
0: No. Can't take that from me. (sighs) Dang
1: it. Mr. Jim Butcher relationship banker, Allegiance Bank, has been wonderful in helping us get this podcast set up. And we also want to thank our trusted technical go-to guy, Mr. Pat Lee with Video Envy.
0: The nerd. The nerd. (laughs) All right. So now, I get to introduce our lovely guest, Miss Dwayna Boswell-Lachelle. Did I say it, Lachelle? Yes. Yes. See, look at that. I did my homework. So Duena, I've actually known her for a little, about a year, a little less than a year. Um, She's a family law attorney. She has her own uh, place. And we've sat down a few times. We've actually had conversations. There's a lot of stuff going on in the financial world and in the, um, the estate planning family law world that we can collaborate on. So she's been a really big tool and asset for me. I like that. Yeah. So let me just read her bio real quick, just a portion of it. So Boswell Law Firm was established to provide clients with the ultimate level of personalized focus and careful attention that each unique case deserves. Owned by board-certified, that's important, attorney Duena Boswell O'Shell, who has over 15 years of experience in contested divorce, domestic violence, custody and probate cases, and as well as estate planning and guardianship matters. So in 2009, the Texas Bar recognized Duena with a resolution of her service to those affected by Hurricane Ike in 2016 was voted on or voted one of Houston's magazine's top 100 lawyers. That's <gasps> wow, awesome!
1: That's amazing. Yep. Dwayne
0: is also. And this is a fun fact. This is really cool. And I've had long conversations about this with her. Dwayna is a competitive ballroom dancer and loves to travel and read. I love
1: that ballroom dancing! Yes. yes. Wow. So that opens
0: up to a ton of questions, but I want to actually just focus on family law today because that. I'm really interested in just what you do because you're passionate about victims in any type of abuse cases. And so, I mean, that's where I want to kind of focus. And if you have any additional questions, of course, by all means. Open it up. But first, before we really get into questions, tell me your heart behind what you do and just briefly kind of explain your story.
2: So I really got started with uh, domestic violence victims when I started working for Lone Star Legal Aid a few years back. And it hit home with me because I'm a sexual assault survivor myself. And so I was able to connect with my clients on that level of being able to understand their mental placement right. of where they are and how, how they think about things and process things. So just being able to take you know, a victim from being that person that's always been kicked and abused and cut off from everybody and giving them their own voice and their own powers just makes it all worth it.
1: Well, and that's powerful because there's a big difference between sympathy and empathy. Yes. And I love that you're able to relate to your clients in that aspect.
0: And that's why she's the expert in the family yeah. law arena because she's experienced that. And so that's why I love having someone that's been through something um, Absolutely. to really share and to help people. Yes.
1: All right. So Colton mentioned it in your bio about your specialization. So tell us who, um, who your best clients are in your, in your mind. Who do you like to work with?
2: I, I like to work with basically anybody that is ready to start a new life. Okay. So they're going through probably one of the worst times in their life, a divorce, um, death in the family, whatever it is, and they have this court battle that they're going through. Okay. And our court system isn't always the best at protecting our victims. Sure. And just anybody that's up there going through this, it's very cold. And so I like to yeah. be able to give them that warmth and help them focus on their new life and what's going to happen afterwards, not just get them through their
0: legal battle. I
1: love that. Duana the guide. Duana the guide. Yes, I love that.
0: And I'm actually really curious about this, and this might, I just want to come out and say it. So how much of it really falls on the judge, the type of judge you get? Because I know that that's a big piece of, you know, like a, a case like that, right? So like a divorce case, if there's infidelity, right, a judge might feel for the, they do not like infidelity and that will kind of sway their opinion where other people don't care at all and that doesn't matter at all. So can you, can you give me some insight on that?
2: And some judges is completely other because they were in, had the infidelity and they were the <laughs> cheaters in their relationship oh at some point. But it, it does play an important factor. Um, each judge has their own personality and what's what they're going to focus on in the fact pattern of the case and what they're going to hang their hat on making a decision. Uh, family law, especially when it comes to children's issues, is very wishy-washy you know, it's all based on the best interest of the child. Well, there's not any set parameters of if you do A, B, C, that's the best interest. Right. Yeah. So it's a fact by fact. And so having the right judge combination with the right fact combination does make a big difference. Man,
0: that's just sad. Yeah. You know, and so from someone my age, um, right, where where do you see a lot of family law issues with someone who's in their, you know, late 20s, a millennial? What we'll it say millennial?
2: Um. Probably most of the issues are going to be with children. Um, I think we're seeing a lot more not going through the formal ceremonial marriage Mm -hmm. path and doing more of a common law situation or not even going to that stuff, just living together. And so it's a little bit more difficult protecting each party's property interests and having things set up with the children.
0: Because Texas is a community property state. Correct.
2: So...
1: Colton still lives at home with his mom. I'm kidding. I do, but not, if he did, I didn't live
0: by myself. I know his I, <laughs> 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 Everyone
1: mom.
0: Everyone knows my mom. But if he
1: does, there, I know that there are. There's paperwork, right? That the parents. So let's just say you have a college student living at home, right? Mm-hmm. They're over 18, uh, but they're still living at home. They get into an accident, and you need access as a parent to their medical records you think that you automatically have access because your children live with you. So let's talk a little bit
0: about that. Great question. So
2: once the child turns 18, even if they're still in high school for past 18, they are considered adult in the medical world. Okay. So to be able to get any kind of access to their records, you either need to have a medical power of attorney Mm. that allows you to have that or have a HIPAA release that allows you that access. They can also, when they go to the doctor and give that release permission to them when they sign their paperwork that... Yeah, you, know, you sit down and take forever to sign. Yes. And fill out.
0: So then, it's important for anyone over eighteen to give their parent. I mean, if it's a good relationship, give their yes. parents HIP or at least HIPAA release. Yes.
2: So that's
1: important for Colton, right. and then so my mom lives with me, uh, and I think it's important in the reverse of that when yes. you have an older parent living with mm. you that they also give you that type of release. So if my mother is hospitalized, then I would have access
2: in that yes. case, right? yeah and to make the decisions for the person you need the medical power of attorney. Okay. To be able to get access to their medical records, you would need a HIPAA release. Okay. All right. Very Good. So you kind of need both of those.
0: Okay. And so just again from a millennial point of view, um, because of the issue with common law marriage and everything, you know, there, the divorce rate is it's it's high, right? It's like I think it's over 50. Is it what is it, 60%? 55? I
2: bet she knows better than you.
0: She probably does. I'm just curious.
2: I <laughs> I think we're setting a just under 50%. Wow. Oh, just under,
0: okay. Well,
2: we've kind of wow. actually improved. It used to be a little closer to
0: 60. Yeah, that's, well, I didn't know Because people that's, aren't getting married anymore. Exactly. <laughs> that's <laughs> it, <laughs> that's they're, it. They're, they're waiting longer
2: to get married. True, yeah.
0: Well, so, what happens, because um, you may see this a lot with millennials or, you know, people in 30s, 40s, a divorce happens, right? And now there's, their child support has to come into play. Tell me a little bit about that.
2: Um. Well, obviously, child support stays in effect for any child under the age of eighteen or while they're in high school, so they can go beyond high, beyond eighteen if they turn eighteen in their senior. Or sometimes we okay. have somebody who's been held back and they stay in high school an extra year. So child support actually goes a little longer than what most people think. Wow! And how's I didn't that, cal- like that? And
0: how's that calculated?
2: So child support is typically calculated at depends on how many children. So if you have one child, then it's going to be twenty percent of the net income. Um, Two f- children, it's 25%. So they'll take your gross income, take out your taxes. There's some but other who, deductions. But who's, who's having to pay? It depends, on, it, it depends on the circumstances. So we have what we typically call a primary, so the children live with them most of the time. And then the um, other parent gets their possession and access. And typically if we do a standard possession order, which is set by the state, it's about a 52%, you know, 48%... Split a time okay. between the parents, but the one parent that has a child, a child, the more the other parent pays child support. Now sometimes we have a 50/50 split, and then the child support will be based on the difference
0: in the incomes. Okay, so whoever's the higher income or really they're the ones that are paying out child support. Easily. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I. I Hope I never, ever have to worry about that. I was just curious.
2: Yeah, well, That was was a very concise statement. There's a whole lot that goes into calculating child support, but that's typical.
0: I'm actually really impressed, though, by just how you were able to kind of sum that together, because I know it's very complex, so I was kind of just throwing you a fastball scene.
2: <laughs> well, and as a
1: business owner, it's important um, to know that the state may reach out to you, mm-hmm. right, to actually take money out of someone's check, or yes. you would need to deliver that to the payroll company. So as an employer, those kinds of letters, because it's a letter, comes in the mail, you need to respond to those uh, and it's make sure that you're setting it actually a
2: court order that comes in. Okay, So it's a withholding order. Mm-hmm. And it's employers notice that they are required to withhold. And it'll set out all the you know, parameters, how much and how often. And they can actually get into trouble with the courts if they ignore it. So it's important as a business owner to make sure you're paying attention to those kinds of things. If
1: you have employees right, that are tied up in a case like that, um, where they owe money no. in custody or whatnot. yeah.
0: And so whenever, whenever you say family law, what, what what are we talking about? Because family law is very broad. What are all yes. the functions? of? Because everyone thinks family law is just divorce. Well, outside of that, what else is there?
2: There is paternity actions, so establishing a paternity when they're not married. There's adoptions, which I absolutely love. Okay. Um, that's the
0: happy part of family that, law.
2: That's the only time we're happy in family <laughs> law. Um, there's just uh, suit establishing the parent-child relationship, getting the child support set up, and... Um, We've got enforcement of court orders. We have modification of court orders. So when you want to change child support, we have uh, CPS issues. I bet we have you most of the violence stuff, issues. Most
0: of the stuff's just going over people's heads. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, what? No, that's
2: thing? a lot of stuff.
1: So, okay, <laughs> here's a silly question because I've seen it on TV about kids divorcing their parents or emancipating mm-hmm. themselves. Yep. Is that a real thing?
2: It is. Okay, I've I've actually had a couple of cases where we had you know older children wanting to divorce it's a rare occurrence that it gets granted okay um because they're going to have to be at least 16 17 anyway to okay. really get a court to consider it yeah. and show that they're able to support themselves interesting that's so, of course, don't like to grant those but okay it has happened in cases okay. so it's wow. real it's not just a tv thing
0: i've uh, see i've never even heard you Again. i've never heard that ever
2: it's because
1: you love your mother
0: I, I love my how mother. You, you know, I never, anyone?
1: yeah. You don't old, want man. to emancipate yourself. I am yourself. a little old, too. I don't,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. a
1: little Oh, wait. Did I mention that Duana and I are birthday twins? Y'all are? We yes. are. Wow. How cool is that? Okay.
0: So y'all both in your, your early twenty nine I turned 30s? 29 oh. again this right. year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me ask this because this is a very <laughs> important question because no matter how great the the advice is and the knowledge you have, because you are absolutely knowledgeable what you're talking about. Everyone always is deterred by the cost. So whenever you're looking to connect with a family law attorney, you know, where does the cost come into play? What what do you ask? What do you look for? What's the, the type of um, the financial agreement that you would you would go into with a family law attorney?
2: Well the majority of family law attorneys will charge by the hour. So it's very important if you're gonna sit down and have an attorney that's charging you by the hour to find out how they charge those hours. Right. So it's not just, hey, if I talk to you for 10 seconds, you get billed for 10 seconds. You're usually gonna get billed for six minutes. So it's a much longer time period, and some attorneys are actually 15 minutes, especially if they're board certified and they charge higher per hour wow. and longer increments. Um, Boswell Law Firm, we do a flat rate. So it depends on what you need done in your case. We give you the flat rate so you know exactly what you're gonna to have to pay at the outset so you can budget.
0: And so just to, just to clarify, you're saying that, you know hey, I have a divorce that I'm looking to, I just, or child nugging my child support, um, what can you do for me? You're gonna say it's gonna cost X amount of dollars and we're gonna do it. Yes. Okay, so it's just easy, flat fee. So it sounds like flat fee is the way to go.
2: It is a much easier thing to budget for. Right. Um because every time you reach out to an hourly attorney, you're getting billed. Right. So no surprises with flat fee. Right. Yeah. So oh, like a that single email to an attorney it can cost you $40
0: oh my gosh see that's just see that's why everyone's so hesitant And you know yeah. it all it's kind of like the financial industry and I would imagine the same with business coaching how you have all of these greedy attorneys financial advisors business coaches who just want to make money and there's those few that actually genuinely care and want to help people where mm-hmm. they have a good structure and people are just they're just timid to do it because they've had either a bad experience or yeah. they've heard of bad experiences So it's always really refreshing to hear people like you who genuinely care and like, hey, I want to, this is how much it's going to cost. I want to take care of you. There's no hidden fees. Let's do this thing. That is so awesome, Dwayna.
1: I have one more question or point to make because I didn't know this and I've learned it, that if someone comes to me and says, hey, do you know an attorney that can help me, I can't just call my attorney friend up, Dwayna, and say, hey, I have someone that wants to talk to you. Can you
2: call them? So can you talk about that? Correct. So we have certain rules that we have to follow set by the state bar. And one of them is this: if we know somebody has a legal need, we can't make the first contact with them. Okay. Wow. Um, it came about back in the you know 70s, 80s when we had the ambulance chasers oh, yeah. signing up people in the hospital. They're not really sure. knowing what was right. going on. And so they want to make sure that we're not continuing that practice.
0: So they're protecting consumers, however, sometimes right. you, it's, you're like, just on the edge of your chair, like, please just... Open the conversation because I can help you. I mean, that's hard. Your hands are tied. So,
1: really, the best way is if someone comes to me and says, Hey, do you know someone? I give them your phone number and your contact information and then maybe warn you that they might be calling. (laughs) Right. That helps. So, the name comes through. Absolutely. Um, But they need to make the first contact with you in a legal situation.
2: They do. And even if you do an introductory email between us, Mm -hmm. and it's something I can just say, Hey, when you're ready. Give me a call. Okay. So, let's, so that's work.
0: Let's too. segue then into your contact information. So, how can people contact you?
2: The easiest way is to go to my website at www.boswelltexaslaw.com. That's B O S W E L L T E X A S L A W.com.
0: Okay, perfect. And then you want to give a number as well that they can contact you?
2: Our phone number is 832
0: 919 6595. Perfect. Now,
2: I do have one random question that has to come out. Oh, I'm so nervous. No.
0: Since you' Dancer, a Dancer, <laughs> yes, would you rather do the Tango with the Flamingo or the Salsa with Salsa? Uh, flamingo. So Tango with the Flamingo? Yes. Why not Salsa with the Bowl of Salsa?
2: Because Salsa's not my
0: dance. Okay, so Tango with the Flamingo. <laughs> nice.
2: I would actually pay to see that. <laughs> I like
1: that. All right. Um, should we thank our sponsors again? I think we should. All right, so let's do that. Me or you? I'll do it. Why not? All right, go for well,
0: it. Well, the man with the plan, Jim Butcher. Thank you so much for all you do. He's a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank, and I'll let you take care of uh, um, our, our nerd friend
1: guy. Pat Lee, who's our technical go-to guy for all of the questions that we have about putting this podcast together. He's the owner of Video Envy. Also, if there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. And we'd also love for you to subscribe and share this podcast.
0: Now, since Duane is an attorney, she'll understand why I have to do this next segment. And it's time for (laughs) Colton's Disclosure. All right. we go. Here we go. So Colton Cocker, which is me, is a financial advisor with Sharon McKinley Group, LLC. We are located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas, 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., member FINRA-CIPIC. Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc. Whew. Nailed
1: it, it. You did nail it. Hey, you're getting really you're getting a lot of practice at that. I,
0: I'm getting pretty good at it.
1: Hey, Colton. Yes. So this concludes this week's podcast. And we should tell our listeners to tune in next week for another exciting episode.
0: So what you're saying is we bridge the gap?
1: Did we bridge the gap today? I think (laughs) we did. High five.
0: (laughs) That's how we roll.